Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome everyone to my new episode here in my podcast. Uh, once again, my name is Julie and Alhamdulillah, I'm so happy that I have someone, a special guest for this episode. I have been watching her YouTube channel for a long time and I've always been so, so inspired by what she's sharing in her content. So she has a YouTube and she also has Instagram and mashallah, alhamdulillah, this is a content that you can consume and after that you feel good about about yourself and about your connection with Allah. So that's how I've always felt every time I, I watch her videos and mashallah, this is like a dream come true like I never knew that I can reach out to her and I'll get a chance to do an episode with her so mashallah alhamdulillah this is something that uh, I would like for everyone to know that if you want to do something of if you are aspiring to do something you know you just make dua to Allah and make that intention like why, why do you want this and take action so i never knew that you know she will reply basically um she actually put her email so there is a way for me to reach out to her right and so the only block that is in front of me is for me to send an email right so sometimes we if we want something to happen in our life the only block is ourselves right we we, we doubt ourselves we don't know oh if i do this is it gonna work right but this what ifs or these uh, doubts that you have in mind is stopping you from achieving what you want so that's what was going through to my mind i know it's a lot but in just a few seconds i just said okay fine i'm just gonna send her email and then if she replies alhamdulillah then allah will make it easy for us and make it a way for us to to meet and talk that's what happened and alhamdulillah we are here today and she's here now as my special guest so without further ado i'll just let her introduce herself assalamualaikum gina Waalaikumsalam, <laughs> Judy. You're too kind. You give too kind of an introduction. <laughs> uh, so I'm uh, Rena from uh, Dean and Chai um, account on YouTube and Instagram, as Julie mentioned. I grew up in the United Arab Emirates and a, I moved abroad to the US um, for my graduate studies, for my master's and PhD in engineering. And I'm currently working in the field of uh, engineering and consulting. So that's a little bit of a summary. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. I can relate to you because I'm also coming from an engineering background. Mashallah. Yes. Yeah. And I've also moved to Malaysia, but I didn't do my master's. Well, I actually did, but I did not finish it. But anyway, that's another topic for another time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Alhamdulillah, you know, and I just want to insert something like for those who's thinking about what they want to do in their career. Okay, just for me, if you have the skills or if you have... I don't want to say the talent, but if you do have, if you're smart, if you're good in math, if you're good in science, and then like for me last time, um, I don't want to spend a lot of money for tools because I was thinking between architecture and engineering. <laughs> and architecture is a bit um, expensive, you know, in the first yeah. year of your study. So I say, okay, I just need my brains and my hard work. <laughs> <laughs> So I go to engineering and alhamdulillah. So sometimes you don't have to like make it so difficult to decide what you want to do. Decide where, which one or what areas are you good at? Which one are you best? And then invest on that. So that's what happened. And, you know, I did not have any regrets. Even though like, you know, I'm engineering grad, um, I have worked in a manufacturing companies as an engineer and I've had like 15 plus years of experience. I'm happy, alhamdulillah. But now I've changed my direction and I'm now working in a different type of industry. But I have no regrets because all those years that I've worked and I've gained experiences, I still am using that today. Just a quick side note that don't force yourself or don't overthink about what is going to be my career. You never know what happens in the future, right? You never know where Allah will take you. So decide on the moment, on the present, what you know, what you're good at, and go with it and do your best. And Allah will take you to wherever that you need to be, wherever that He has planned you 
it will it will work out just fine so yeah just a quick <laughs> side note about that um i don't know what's happening to me but just having uh, gina as my guest i'm so inspired to talk <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> okay, I invited her because um, there's two things I'm very curious about, which is first her YouTube channel, and then the second one is more about extending the conversation that she had with Aida about an ayah a day. So first, let's go with the uh, YouTube channel. So I'm really, really curious, how did you start with YouTube? Um, what was your intention in, in doing this in the first place? And how do you manage it all? Like you said, you are working, um, you are also doing your studies, plus you have time to do the content, subhanAllah, mashallah. So I'm really, really curious. And this is a question for me <laughs> as well. <laughs> and also for others who are listening and who are aspiring to put out content in the world, how to make the intention sincere and then you know just i just want to know like what goes through your mind um when you're doing this you're putting out content in your social media yeah so i definitely don't manage at all <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I'm done with schooling, alhamdulillah. So now I'm fully um, working. But in terms of YouTube, I did start it while I was still in university. Mm. And so I started maybe six or even maybe seven years ago at this point. Um, it was during my PhD. And I was actually in at a university where, alhamdulillah, I was really blessed that I was at a university that physically had a sheikh and sheikha coming Ooh. to camp times a week yeah and this is so rare to find in the u.s right Inshallah. so they were doing um this kind of pilot program where they were testing it out and it happened to start when i joined the university so alhamdulillah it aligned really well mm. and uh, they would hold basically weekly sessions uh halakas with different topics that they would talk about and um, they would hold office hours it was a very nice friendly casual way to learn about our faith from people of knowledge mm. Mm. and so because during that time I had access to a sheikh and sheikha which I've never I've never had that experience before to have access you know uh, every day every other day to a sheikh and sheikha physically there uh, on campus I really wanted to take advantage of this opportunity and I really wanted to learn more and specifically about the Quran, I've always mm. loved learning about um, the Quran, the verses, the context of the verses, just going deeper um, mm. into uh, the Quran. I've always found it really inspiring, um, learning more about it. So I joined the Muslim Student Union Board um, on campus and we were planning um, different events. Mm. And I suggested, why don't we have a weekly session which is focused on the Quran so that we can all yeah, you know, week by week, get to understand the Quran at a deeper level. Mm. And I proposed it to the sheikh on campus and asked him if he would be um, able to hold these sessions for us. And um, I was surprised at his response. So, mm. uh, so and this ties into what you said at the beginning of the of this uh, podcast, uh, where you mentioned that sometimes we are the block, right? Sometimes oh, it's just. Yeah. Us ourselves subhanallah like this really resonates uh, with me because his response to me was that yes it's a good idea to have these weekly quran sessions but how about you hold the sessions oh and wow. i was like no what <laughs> i'm i i'm just a random student here on campus you know like what would that there's no way that i can hold such a session like this is such Gosh, a big and then he uh, basically uh, gave me resources, suggested where I could access resources and things and uh, basically read through them and summarize them and hold um, a session. I was really overwhelmed by this. Wow. And a lot, like this was, it was seriously one of the turning points that I had because that moment, you know, this sheikh really empowered me mm -hmm. to go and seek knowledge myself, right? Mm -hmm. It made me realize that subhanAllah, I inherently, I was telling myself that I don't know more about the Quran because I don't have access to the knowledge, mm. right? I don't have access to learning from somebody or I don't have access to a sheikh or sheikh or I don't have access to attend mm. class or something, right? Like yeah. I was telling myself that, right? Mm. And he made me realize that, no, it's just, I'm indirectly making excuses, right? Mm. Because yeah. I can and pick up books right scholars have written books and the reason that scholars have written books is to make it more accessible so mm. why am i not picking up these books and why am i not putting in effort 
to mm. seek this knowledge, right? Myself. Mm. Mm. So it was really a really turning point for me. Uh, and it made me then start putting an effort. So I started holding these sessions on campus and uh, I was pretty, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty overwhelming. I was pretty convinced that nobody would attend because I'm like, okay, I'm just a random student. I'm just their classmate. Why would they come to listen to me? Mm-hmm. Just, their, you know, student uh, there mm-hmm. on campus. So I decided to, to um, name the session uh, Tefsir and Chai. Oh, uh, and I was like, okay, if uh, nice. because students on campus usually they would be more inclined to go to an event if there is food or a yeah. drink, right? <laughs> at the event, you know. So I was like, okay, how can I convince people to come? So I was so yeah, so it was tefsir and chai, and I was like, okay, every week I can put in the effort to make chai, like that's pretty simple. I can figure okay. it out. Nice, nice doing that every week I was making chai and then bringing like a pot to the session mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. your space that we had it's like a small room we would sit on the ground in a circle yeah and, and have these sessions and um subhanallah like week by week by week the people kept coming back right and I mm. realized that it wasn't just me who was wanting to connect more with the Quran there were other students you know also wanting to connect more but not having not knowing where to start right mm-hmm. And so after maybe a year or two of doing these sessions, uh, some of the students started asking me to record the sessions because oh. sometimes, yeah, sometimes they couldn't attend, uh, they weren't available, or some of them graduated and they wanted to still tune in. Yeah. So I was telling them no, because personally, I'm an introvert. You know, I mm. don't, doing something publicly and then having a recording out there and all of this, it was mm. too, it, the sessions were already overwhelming. And then to have something publicly out there, I, I was yeah. too overwhelmed. So I kept telling the students, no, 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 I can't record it. I can't record it. But I would send them just notes from the yeah. session. And then I kept getting those requests. And then there was, after a certain point, you know, I told myself, I'm, I started feeling guilty because I felt that I was being a barrier to these students, mm. right? Like, and then I'm saying, no, mm. <laughs> you, you yeah. right? Yeah. I felt like I that from them like they had an opportunity and I'm standing in between them and that opportunity anyways I started uh, thinking about it praying about it uh, and so on until eventually this part is a much longer story I have I have a video on this like istikhara prayer that I did and where I felt that I got the answer so I have a longer version of this okay but I yeah but I eventually felt comfortable with doing it Mm. Um, and then after that launched the YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel came maybe two years, two and a half years after us holding these weekly sessions on campus. Mm. And uh, the YouTube channel, I just uh, named it Dean and try to just make it more general. Uh, so instead of just tafsir, it wouldn't just be tafsir of uh, Quran, it would just be more general uh, mm. content. And I kept the chai reference because that's where it started from, right? And I wanted to keep the casual, the casual uh, feeling. So yeah. that's background on YouTube. In terms of managing it all, I don't feel that I'm managing it all. I feel like <laughs> I'm always catching up with everything. You know, specifically when it comes to content creation, I feel like it needs a certain mindset, you know, and a certain mm. energy level. So, for example, after a long day of work, I don't usually have the energy, right, to be working on content. The type of content that I need to show up for, the type of content that I need to talk, right, mm, like right. I that needs certain energy Mm, (laughs) and right yeah so usually that's the first thing I'll fall behind on and I feel like maybe it's just me that notices but I to me I feel like it's pretty obvious that I'm falling behind I'm slacking you know but I think Mm -hmm. on the outside maybe it looks like I'm managing things but Mm -hmm. I don't feel I'm managing uh, things you know especially Mm -hmm. in like tafsir style content on YouTube I'm very inconsistent with that because that Mm. one takes the longest time to prep Right. Uh, because you know all the research make sure all the references and everything so mm. that one i'm behind on at this point <laughs> yeah mm. wow so <laughs> the, the the gist of it yeah wow mashallah um i i love how it all started and uh, i love like it still kept the reference of chai and i think that's very unique you know um like like for me like I wanted to think about what would be the best catchy name and I think yours one was like wow it's amazing Dean and Chai is like 
it's so unique. But yeah, I think you're you're right. Um, this is something that we may have a misconception, especially for us who's just watching from the uh from from the screen, like not not just for you, like for everyone else who's doing this. We we think we see that oh, they have it all together. They are doing so well, you know, that they still can put out content. And how come they are so productive? And unlike me, I'm I'm binge watching <laughs> these things. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's something that we forgot to to think about. That yeah. you know, they are also like, human beings, right? That <laughs> like I have those days too, right? I have those days where I just want to be on the couch doing nothing, and then I feel like, hey, where did my day go? Right? I have those <laughs> days, you know. But of course, I'm not sitting with the camera on those days, right? So it's like on on the outside, I feel like it's easy to to look at someone and say, oh yeah, they're managing it all, right? Yeah, but yeah, but we all have those. I mean, nobody can stay productive 100 percent of the time yes 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 but you know even though that you said that oh maybe i'm 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 catching up you know a bit struggling i guess but what makes you come back to it yeah that's a good question um i feel that because my intention is centered around Mm, right and us working to improve our faith i feel like that keeps me coming back Mm. because i feel like something that's really important to me so it keeps mm. me bringing. I think it keeps me coming back. I mean, I think if if I was doing something else, I might perhaps not come back to it. Mm. Right. Right. The, the faith is like is such a core mm. of who I am, and something that I'm really inspired to share and to talk about. And I don't mm. know. So that keeps me coming back. Mm. I understand how you feel. Like for me. <clears throat> I have this uh, weekly graduate newsletters for, mm. I don't know, maybe three plus years. And mm. um, yeah, there's times like, I don't know what to write about. I need to do to do it weekly, you know, and life gets busy and all these things. But there's, there's just one thing that really brings you back, that grounds you. And for me, it's like writing this newsletter and, uh, you know, writing about blessings from Allah it's not actually for the readers. I realize that it's actually for myself that if I don't do this, if I let one week pass by without doing this, I feel like my life or my week is is incomplete because I didn't spend like one hour or a few hours of thinking about Allah and being grateful to him because that is actually the whole idea about gratitude newsletters. And so like like you said, you know, if you had that, intention like you want to please Allah or you know it's centered around your faith it's really a solid foundation for you to go back to when with whatever that you're you're doing so this could be like your content um it could be related to your work right Mm -hmm. even though work is so stressful but if you reflect on why you're you're showing up at work looking at the bigger picture you know not just the day-to-day hustle and stress it's gonna bring you back to to that one thing that you're excited to wake up in the morning right for everyone out there who's uh, thinking about starting something it's good to start with a sincere intention and then you write it down somewhere you know that make sure that you will remember your your intention you know when you started it because that will always bring you back. And if perhaps the intention doesn't sit well with you, maybe, you know, after a few years that you're doing it, it has a different feeling, then maybe it's time to renew your intention. Like, okay, maybe the intention is growing, you know, from like you started at the basic level that, okay, I just want to put out content because I want to share something. That's a good way to start. And then after a few years that you're doing it, you level it up because you want to please Allah or you want to help people and something like that, right? So that's what keeps me going also in in those things that oh, sometimes I want to give up. But it's really tough. Yeah, it, it's, it is really, really tough. But, you know, alhamdulillah that uh, you keep coming back and, you know, that there are many people just like me, who is getting gaining benefits from what you're sharing. There's one thing also that I always remind myself that I am not perfect when I write my newsletters or sometimes like this podcast. I'll make an example for this podcast. I've been absent for a long time as well. (laughs) 
And, you know, now this is my effort of coming back. And so I'm finding different strategies to make me come back, like invite people to speak with me and things like that. But one thing that I want to remind myself is, Julie, you don't have to make the episode perfect. If you have uh, an idea or if you have a reflection, you just go ahead and record it. You know, you don't have to like prepare and research and see these things and that, you know, you know, I don't have to make it complicated for myself yeah. <laughs> because exactly. yeah the whole idea of my podcast channel is just merely on the uh, sharing my reflections my thoughts maybe a bit of a references from the verses from the quran or maybe some hadith but it's mostly on my personal uh, reflections which is something that i think and i assume that nobody else has and perhaps inshallah when they hear my personal reflections they will also start thinking about it themselves and they will also be inspired to reflect on it maybe journal about it yeah i keep telling julie you don't have to make it perfect you don't have to make it a long one you know just maybe a short one so yeah that's like my pep talk <laughs> to getting no, back I on track I love that you touched upon that because I tell myself literally the same thing <laughs> because the thing is that sometimes, you know, when I'm, if I have a video idea and I want to put it together, sometimes there's a certain editing style right. that I have in mind or all this text I want to add or all this, I don't know what, right. and then I'm unable to do it because it's not realistic. I don't have the time and capacity. Right. right. And then, you know, so, sometimes I'll be like, oh, what's the point then? Right. Mm. But it's is that I'm the only person that knows all of that other stuff that I wanted to add yeah. <laughs> right nobody else knows so yeah I keep telling myself look it doesn't need to be perfect just do it as you're saying you know just do it and yeah. it's fine a hundred percent exactly what you envision it to be yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something. yeah. so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah sometimes we get carried away with you know all this editing and adding in stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, subhanAllah. So for those who would like to do this, like for example, uh, starting a YouTube or maybe like a podcast or like starting something, what advice would you like to give to them if they want to do this? Yeah, I would I would reiterate what you said about focusing on your intentions mm -hmm. and really honing down on what it is that you want to provide and what benefit do you want mm. to create right. and also how you can make it uh, unique to yourself in your own style mm. and align with your interests so you bring your interests in and I feel like doing it in a way that is in your own style mm. I think it's Year to keep up with it and stay consistent with it mm. because it's more natural right it's your interest it's your style your intentions are there so it's easier to kind of stay consistent uh, with it and keep up with it and keep coming back uh, to mm. it like uh, for me I think that um, start with something simple it's exciting when you want to start something and you're like oh I want to do this uh, this one I want to add and this one yeah. and this one <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but like you said, you have to be realistic. Okay, if you have yeah. a busy schedule, if you have a full time job, I want to start this, but how can I make it work? I don't have to quit my job right now. Like, but yeah. for example, like if you have that in future, like in long term, yeah, okay, sure, fine, you can. But now, you just, since you're just starting, you know, you cannot just drop everything, right? And so make it work with your current schedule. And so for me, like how I started is, okay, just keep it short. You know, you don't have to make it longer, like one hour full episode of, because I like listening to podcasts <laughs> like that. Some people don't, but for me, like I like to listen to those kind of contents, but I don't have to do exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. So when I was just starting, like, okay, just do 10 minutes or 15 minutes of recording, things like that. When I started with my gratitude newsletters, it's so funny that, I started it daily. Imagine I made it as simple as simple as I just opened my Gmail and then I actually have the uh, email addresses in the BCC. That's like so manual, but I've already like saved their uh, email addresses in the draft. So it's just like first step, open the email. Second step, write the write uh, the newsletter. Things. And then whatever that comes to my mind, like I just write it down. Um, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, 
I don't want to think that I'm a writer, but Alhamdulillah, like just words can come to me and I can write it down. Alhamdulillah. So there are people who is blessed with that. So use that whatever talent that you have. So I use it and then I just speak it short and simple as well. And I did that every day for, I think, six months. Well, no, yeah, six months, I think, that I got busy and then I wasn't able to do to send it daily. And so yeah. I changed it, say, okay, Julie, the main point of you doing this is to be consistent with writing, yeah. right? So now I'm comfortable with it. So I changed it into weekly. And that transition was a bit like hard to accept for me. It's like, oh, and like, am I like lowering, lowering it down because like daily yeah. and then now weekly. But then, you know, no, 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 that's not the right mindset because when I started, I just wanted to be consistent with gratitude. And that's what happened. Alhamdulillah, I've been uh, so used to that. So now I can do it. And now I'm moving to a weekly one. And so the weekly one will be like, better it's better than the daily ones because the daily ones will be kind of uh, a bit not really rushed but a bit raw <laughs> but with the okay. weekly one there's like kind of a a, a bit of finesse <laughs> and, yeah. improvement. <laughs> and, and you bring up a great point i think that it's important to know when to pivot right mm. and when to make the changes that make sense for whatever circumstances uh, are going on you also reminded me of a time, I think it was the first Ramadan or maybe the second Ramadan that I was on YouTube and I told myself, okay, I'm going to do one video a day for each day. Uh, it was the craziest thing I've done <laughs> and I will never, I don't think I'll ever do it again. It was so difficult, even though I was like, I'll make them short, they'll just be four or five minutes, it's like a quick reminder. But the thing is, <laughs> is that, you know, in Ramadan, you're, there's already so much going on and then right. If it's a four or five minute clip, like the editing takes hours. It was so unrealistic. And I was in the middle of my PhD as well. Like everything was unrealistic <laughs> about Whoa. it. And so, yeah, I I decided after that month that I would never do something like that again. <laughs> and yes, it's fine. It's totally fine. You, know, you don't have to beat yourself up if, you know, if you came, came to that decision. But what's important is that the from that experience, right, you've learned something like, Oh, maybe you've learned like a quickest, fastest way of editing, right? Because you're doing it daily. So so don't be afraid of trying things. Be clear on your intention. Like what is the outcome that you want to have? Like if it's uh, putting out content, then that's it. Or like for my case, like I want to be consistent and this is my way for me to be consistent with gratitude and remembering Allah. So I am doing it and I'm doing this newsletter, right? And also level up your intention. That's fine, right? So inshallah, all, this, uh, all the listeners will be inspired to take action. The important thing is to take action. And you have that intention that you want to start, you know, for the sake of Allah, for the sake of serving others. And today is the day that you start doing it because you never know when the time is up. That time that you spent thinking and doubting yourself, you know, it could have been your day one already, right? You could have, you know, getting the rewards from it because of, you know, you started the project that you've been uh, wanting to start and so keep it simple just do it and make it realistic also with your current schedule inshallah wow i am really inspired now to it's like a pep talk to myself as well you know come on julie you can do this <laughs> now i'm inspired to do to record more podcasts alhamdulillah <laughs> okay so now we go to the next part I actually heard Gina talk about Surah Yusuf in one of the special podcast episodes in AA+. So, so AA+, is an online community managed by Aida Aslin. So I first heard uh, Gina's episodes and I was surprised. I was blown away. I was inspired. The way that she talked about Surah Yusuf, and although it's very short clip of her um, talking about it, um, subhanallah, I just really felt compelled with how she said it. Like she, you can really hear from her voice that she, this is her favorite surah. She's really in love with it. And you know that for me, I didn't pay attention to Surah Yusuf before that. And when I heard her talking about it, 
um yeah it was on my mind after that like wow subhanallah i never paid attention to this surah and hearing from her subhanallah is like okay i need to spend time learning about it uh my question would be like um you know if you can uh, just share your favorite lessons from um surah yusuf um and so that you know to help others um review it learn about it you know if people like me before who never pay attention to it inshallah you know um you can give something to to us to make us think think about it and reflect and ponder about uh, surah yusuf inshallah it's really interesting that uh you know we resonate with different surahs right different mm-hmm. verses and things touch each of us uh, differently subhanallah i don't know why this surah specifically surah yusuf ever since i was a child and heard it it has always hit deep it, oh. it just there's so much emotion in the surah mm. Mm. and also because it's it's the longest story mm. Mm, the right. i love hearing stories so i don't know if that adds to it like just going through the emotions of yusuf being a kid and right. growing up and uh, kind of his, his the story of his life um, right. in this surah and uh, yeah i love it and there's so many lessons uh, in it so maybe um one of the lessons that i would touch upon is the lesson of growth um. so Yusuf throughout the surah we see that he went through so many difficulties and hardships right his siblings Mm. abandoned him they threw him in a well they lied to their father and said oh you know a wolf ate him yeah and was picked up by strangers right he was sold Mm. and he just lived a hard life and then he was falsely uh, accused and imprisoned his reputation was tarnished so many things happened to him over decades right i mean this is a story that of this young boy who went through struggle after struggle after struggle from childhood to adulthood like one thing after the other after the other and subhanallah you know sometimes when some of us are going through like a hardship or a struggle right and it's taking long right we might decide to question like what is this and why is this taking so long and why am i going through this thing and so on but one of the things in um Surat Yusuf is that because we're we're able to see the story as a whole picture, we're able to see how those hardships and those difficulties that he had really allowed him to grow and learn and improve. And at the end of the story, we see how Allah elevated him and gave him status in Egypt. He became mm, a minister, yeah. right? Yeah. And the thing that when you think about it, when you see all the different struggles that he went through, if he hadn't gone through those difficulties, he wouldn't be prepared for that position that he ended mm. up in. You know? But because he went through those difficulties and hardships, he was able to develop qualities like uh, being compassionate, like being fair, mm. being you know, wisdom, all of these things that really those things grew when he went through hardship. And so, subhanAllah, like from it is a reminder to us, right, as well, that through those difficulties and hardships that we all go through, that is where growth is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're just consistent, right, a life of comfort consistent, then how would we grow, right? And sometimes when we are in the moment of the hardship, it's hard to see it that way. It's really hard to see it that way. Mm. But subhanAllah, like these stories in the Quran uh, kind of give you a, a different perspective, right? Because you're seeing it as an outside person reading mm. the story or listening to the story so you kind of see the picture right from beginning uh, right. to end so that's one thing that i feel like we learned from this uh, surah is growth and mm. also that sometimes things take time mm. right yes I'm like how many years and years and years from his childhood to adulthood did he have to wait to see his family again yeah and you know if any one of us tries to put ourselves in that situation it's really difficult right Mm. like imagine you're a child and you're ripped away from your family Mm. and it's years and years and years and years of hardship Mm. and subhanallah the trust that yusuf had was impeccable yeah and even the trust that his father yaqub also had 
was impeccable. I mean, they both remained hopeful. They both trusted Allah. Mm. Both were just yearning for the day that they would see each other again, right? And another thing is that looking at the story from his father's perspective, I mean, imagine, put yourself now in the father's shoes, right? And your child goes, and the thing is, your kids are telling you something that a wolf ate him, and you you feel that there's more to the story. You don't know what it is. Your kids are lying to you. You don't know where your child is. I mean, it's so difficult, right? I can't imagine, right, being a parent in that situation. Mm. And subhanAllah, like, he, you see the sadness. I mean, throughout the story, the way the verses are written, you see the, the sadness in uh, Yusuf Ali Sam's father, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and one thing also is that it's a reminder, right, that it's okay to be sad, yeah yeah that oh somebody who has faith is not sad and you just have to accept everything right we see yeah right that his father went through like it's okay to be sad but he turned his sorrow and complaints always to who to allah right Mm. it's a reminder to us that you know allah is the only one who will never get tired of hearing from you yeah we see the father upset right after years and years and years he's still upset he still remembers yusuf and Mm -hmm. he's in pain from the loss and the siblings his other children are so rude to him because Mm -hmm. they are fed up of hearing about yusuf Mm -hmm. and they literally tell their father like in the in the surah they literally tell him like are you going to keep remembering him until you lose your mind or perish like Mm -hmm. it's enough basically right Mm -hmm. so I mean, I mean, they're really tearing him, tearing down somebody when he's already sad, right? Yeah. And uh, and that's your own children, you know. I mean, that's so. The whole situation is really difficult. Yeah. And his response is that I address my sorrow and my sadness only to Allah. Yeah. Yeah. Subhanallah, there's so much strength in that, you know, mm. and there's so much uh, reliance and there's so much trust in that as well. Mm. And um, that's another reminder, like from the story, that if you're you're sad, you're in despair, you're going through a difficult situation, turn it to Allah, right? Mm. Turn it to He's the only one who will never get tired of hearing from you. Everybody yeah. else around you will get tired at some point, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We it. like we see it in Surah Yusuf, like his own children are so tired and fed up, right? Mm-mm, mm-mm. A reminder to us also that like every, you know, every, every one of us is imperfect, right? It's not easy to listen to another person complain and complain and complain. Yeah. Right? That's <laughs> it. Yeah, at some point, we're going to be like, okay, like enough, enough, right? Yeah. But the thing is that Allah never does that to us, right? Day in, day out, 20 times, 100 times a day, a thousand times a day, a million times a day. If you're complaining to Allah, there's no point that Allah's like, hey, enough is enough. Like, stop complaining to me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always there, hearing you, listening to you, accepting your emotions. Subhanallah. And it's a reminder to us, like, turn... Like, find the strength in turning to Allah and relying in Him alone, right? Because He's the one who's not going to disappoint you. Mm. And He's also the one that has the power, right, to bring you out of that situation mm. and that you are in. So those are just a few takeaways. Uh, yeah, mashallah. Yeah, it's such a deep uh, story, subhanAllah. Wow, beautiful, beautiful lessons. Lessons about growth, about trust, and turning to Allah, connecting, uh, having that good relationship with Allah. And I really love all the points that that you have uh mentioned. And I, yeah, I totally agree. There's a lot more lessons there that you can find in Surah Yusuf. But one thing, one thing that really stood out for me, um. Uh, listening to you and also remembering one lecture I attended here uh, it was story night with uh, Ustad Numan Ali Khan and he was here in Malaysia Alhamdulillah and he came to Penang Alhamdulillah so it's like we took the opportunity to sit in a physical class with him and you know what he talked about Surah Yusuf Subhanallah and and then um <clears throat> And like I said, I never pay attention into it. But um, what he said, there's a lot of things that he also mentioned. But what really stood out for me is related to trust. 
as well. And he said that, you know, if there is one person in the whole world, in the entire history of humankind, who can claim that I am a victim, he said, it will be Yusuf, salam, right? Mm -hmm. So he was talking about that victim mentality mindset. And it's it struck me because I never realized that I had that mindset. I never realized it. Only the time when he was talking about it, especially when he mentioned some examples that, you know, if you've been betrayed by your loved ones or, mm -hmm. you know, you have, um, uh, you were lost and, you know, you did, you have this trauma and all these things. Like he said, I'm not downplaying all the trauma, but if there's like one person who went through everything, who have been traumatized in such a, you know, horrendous way, it, it will be Yusuf alayhi salam. But then he said, but then look at what he did. It's like, oh no. <laughs> look at what he did. He never blamed anyone. Yes. He never blamed uh, Allah. And he also never, um, he never also um, maintained that victim mindset. No, yes. he, he actually used this circumstances that he was put into like thrown into jail thrown into the well he used those circumstances to first turn to Allah trust in Allah and then trust in his capabilities right yeah I yeah. trust in his capabilities and so like he was saying like what what are you doing today what are you doing to yourself today if you keep thinking that you are the victim and then you deserve to be treated well just because someone wronged you, right? Like you deserve justice and all this, like I deserve this. I was like, oh, it's like arrows pointed straight to my heart, subhanAllah. Like I, I never realized that I was, I had that mindset, but alhamdulillah, you know, it opened up my mind and I started working on it. And it's, it's really a, a, it's really a blessing. It like freed me from those, you know, um, uh, years of, Having that um, the victim mindset, that thinking that, oh, you know, I deserve uh, this, I deserve that, you know, he wronged me, she wronged me, you know, and they never said sorry and all those things. You never realize that it's going to be a baggage that you're going to carry all throughout yes. your life, right? And so yes. it's really uh, reframed my mind like, hey, you know, Julie, you're not a victim. Um, and if you have been a good person all your life, it's not because you are expecting others to be good to you. And Alhamdulillah with Islam, it's crystal clear that when you do good, when you do when you do good or when you're a good person, it's not because you're just doing it, but now it's like grounded to pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's like ah, it's like a breath of fresh air for me when I finally reconcile with that. Thinking that you know, um, I was uh, I was a good person, but someone else hurt me, and so why did God allow this to happen and all these things? And so yeah, just listening to the story of Surah Yusuf um, made me realize that you know we we cannot blame others for our circumstances, and also definitely we cannot blame Allah for our circumstances. Um, most probably we did something that put us into that situation. Um, and so it takes courage for that person, for one person to admit that, you know, I made a mistake. That's why I'm here. But I'm not going to dwell on this any longer. You know, I'm going to take action. I'm going to make myself better. I'm going to get out of this situation. I'm going to find a way and I'm going to make dua to Allah to help me, to uh, help to help me get out of this um, this uh, terrible or sticky or challenging situation, right? So that's really what um, stood out for me for Surah Yusuf. Um, so if you're listening or if someone's listening thinking that um, you've been a victim, just I just want to say that you know it's not downplaying anything, especially if you had trauma, um, in in the past. But if you really look at the story of of Yusuf alayhi salam, um, yeah, he he has been victimized in in ways that we cannot imagine, and you know we hope that we never experience that as well. But he's so he's such a good example on how he handled everything. And how Allah has guided him as well. So, yeah, that's you bring up a really uh, a really beautiful point because 
you know, it's not easy to get out of that uh, mentality or that feeling, right? It's not easy right. to come out of feeling that somebody owes you something or owes you an apology or owes you yeah. correct. It's, it's really difficult. And yeah. subhanAllah, it's like, if you see the ending of Surat Yusuf. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this is so powerful because the way that he deals with his siblings is... Yes. Raising, I mean, it shows such uh, strength and wisdom. Yes. And subhanAllah, he says that, you know, he says that um, when he talks to his father, right, he's reunited with his father and everything. Yeah. He says he says that it is the shaitan that uh, caused uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. us, right? Yeah. Me and my siblings. Yeah. He blames shaitan. He doesn't say, oh, my siblings uh, did yeah. this and and uh, you know uh, they need to apologize to me or the, he doesn't you can see the phrasing right yes and, yes yeah, and also in the phrasing when he says um, Allah has been good to me like subhanallah yes. it's so powerful it's wow so powerful. yeah that mindset is so powerful yes subhanallah and and one thing that uh, that also explained like in that story you know it could have been um you know somebody else who betrayed Yusuf Aisanam, but Allah, um, in His wisdom, you know, it, it it He chose the brothers, and it's like you know in our in in our life today, if you had a riff with someone else like a friend or you know it, not really related to you, like yeah, you can just cut them off, right? Simple yeah. as that. Simple as that. But if a relative, and some some more, if it's your family member. You cannot simply just cut off everything, right? And so I like this story, you know, it's his brothers who um uh you know who who was involved, but then like they say, like towards the end, he uh Yusuf has uh you know really uh, been so grateful to Allah that you know he didn't hold grudges um yeah. against them. And that like I said, this is a very powerful story for us, you know, if somebody wronged us. Even our family members, you know, it's difficult to um find in our heart to forgive them or make amends. But it, uh, yeah, we can just take a look at this example that it is possible. It's not impossible, but it is doable. It's just going to take a lot of hard work, a lot of guidance from Allah and um, a lot of gratitude to Allah because at the end, that's that's all that's all there is to it right he was so grateful to Allah and he said Allah has been so good to me and yeah I think that's the cure for that the solution for that you know if we have you know some misunderstanding or you know some some something that's uh drift that made us drift away from our loved ones yeah we just can go back to our blessings and in how Allah has been good to us you know inshallah we'll find the healing that that we need and we reconciliate with uh our loved ones especially our family members so you know like the quran subhanallah has so many beautiful stories and it's not coincidental the characters that 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 is involved in the story it's not just random ones like you know it's it's there's a purpose behind it right there's a purpose why it is the brothers of yusuf and not not the not the other people like relatives or distant relatives or some strangers right imagine subhanallah and that's the thing like the quran that's it's so beautiful in the sense that whatever you're going through you'll find something to relate to in the quran you know if you're going through a family issue if you're going through a medical illness if you're going through a loneliness whatever it is that yeah. you are in that moment you'll find somebody in the quran that you can relate to right mm, yes there's so many different uh stories subhanallah wow subhanallah oh, wow okay I, so we can go on and on with so many lessons yeah. in the quran especially just in surah yusuf but um i hope that you know for those listening at least getting a glimpse of this especially with surah yusuf it will inspire you to pick up the quran even if it's the translation you know just to um let yourself understand it in your own language first and then inshallah you know you will start your journey in learning more um reading tafsir perhaps um learning arabic or learning the tajweed so you can recite the quran 
you know, that is the whole um, intention, especially for this section, for this portion of this uh, podcast episode. And I hope that, you know, if there's one thing that you uh, take away from all of this uh, conversation, inshallah, is that um, Allah is always there with us. And Allah is always good, has been good to us. So take time, take your time, uh, five minutes of the day, remember Allah. So, you know, my go-to is journaling. So I combine that with writing some like letters to Allah, you know, writing just how, just like a diary, but it's addressed to Allah. You know, I, I know, I know Allah sees here, sees and hears everything. Like I don't have to write it down, right? But for me, this is like a way of connecting to Him. So find your own way on how you can connect to Allah. It could be journaling, it could be just walking outside and appreciating the nature, the creation that he made, or connecting with the Quran, taking the lessons from there. And um, um, and imagine like these are the words from Allah, he is talking to you. And so how would you want to respond to Allah through by uh when you're reading uh the Quran? So that's I guess one thing for me that you can if you uh, can take away from this conversation is yeah connection have that connection with Allah um, how about you like any uh, last words before we wrap up this session you said it so beautifully I think just take that step you know take that step and don't be the person that blocks you from mm. taking that step so just you know make the intention that you know what today is that day that I'm just going to take one step closer inshallah to my faith to my deen to learning something new whatever it is make an intention that I'm going to take that step today inshallah mm, mashallah thank you so much Nina's for um I just wow words cannot explain I'm so 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 happy today <laughs> alhamdulillah I am really grateful for your presence here and for your guesting in my uh in my podcast. Inshallah, you know, maybe there's another one in the future. We'll never know. Um, but I'm really, really grateful. Um, and so uh thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and sharing your uh YouTube journey. And uh, for those people who are listening, you know, follow her YouTube channel and her Instagram. I'll put in, in my um description in the in the episode. And yeah, if you want to, like, if you have someone in mind that you want to reach out, go ahead. Like Gina said, like, don't block yourself. Just go ahead and do it um, with the right intentions. You know, inshallah, you know, Allah will help you and facilitate uh, everything for you. And he will make make it easy for you, inshallah. So, yeah, and that's all for today. Alhamdulillah. I'll see you again in the next podcast episode. Uh, till then, so stay safe and be, be kind to yourself. Be grateful to Allah. And, yeah, um, learn from the lessons in the Quran, inshallah. I hope that, you know, after this, you will pick up your Quran and and read it, recite it, and learn from it, inshallah. I'll see you again in the next episode. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Gina. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. Jazakallah khair. <laughs>